You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. We are here talking about Carnival Row on Amazon Prime Video. We're on episode four, everyone. Ooh, halfway there. <laughs> halfway there. Uh, Steven could not join us this week, but he sent in an email to do his part but as always we have john hey and jessica hello and guest starring also elizabeth hi okay uh so before we get into the episode of the fourth episode of carnival row which uh i have to look up what the name is uh, i believe it is the joining of unlike things and yep that means something uh, <laughs> <laughs> um we will talk about news <laughs> So as I said, Stephen did not was not able to join us in recording today, but he did send in uh, a couple. Uh, one thing about video games this week, he said, uh, people who have an iPhone or got a new iPhone this week should be taking part in the free trial they they have for Apple Arcade. The games they've included in there are fantastic, and it's a stunningly good attempt to break into the games market. But for everybody else who doesn't have an iPhone. Um, you can play one of the games included in that service called Sayonara Wild Hearts, which he's been raving about. For 12 bucks, it's a 12 bucks to buy on PC and consoles. It's wonderful. So, other than that, we had some news this week. Kiefer Sutherland is going to remake into a series, because it was a series originally, then it became a movie with Harrison Ford, and now it's going to be another series, The Fugitive. They're not going to be uh, Tim and, and Boyd Holbrook, though. If you remember Boyd Holbrook from uh, the new Predator movie, the last Predator movie, and he was also in Logan. He was the one that was chasing down Logan. Oh yeah, oh, with okay. the robot hand. He's cool. I like him. Um, he's also in Narcos, uh, mm-hmm. but they will be the detective and fugitive, respectively. Boyd Holbrook will play Mike Fierro who's on the run from Detective Clay Bryce, played by Keeper Sutherland. But it's gonna, the thing that I wanted to talk about is that it's going to be on this streaming service called Quibi. I've not heard about Quibi until this very moment. Hmm. Well, until I the moment I read this. finger on the pulse of the internet. I, you know, there's a lot of internet out there, so <laughs> it's not easy. Has anybody else heard about Quibi? Nope, not at all. The Jeffrey Katzenberg-founded company is attracting A-list talent across the board and has announced a slew of projects, including Steven Spielberg's After Dark, a horror series users will be able to watch only between sundown and sunrise local time. Other partners include Guillermo del Toro, Antoine Fuqua, Sam Raimi, Jason Blum, Steven Soderbergh, Catherine Hardwick, uh, Anna Kendrick, Doug Lyman, Lawrence Fishburne, and Stephen Curry's Unanimous Media. Quibi also has ordered uh, shows featuring Tyra Banks, Chrissy Teigen, Don Cheadle, Idris Alba, as well as a remake of TV's Punked. Because that's what oh, we need. We need more yeah. Punked. Oh. You had me at Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> the platform has been going through some turbulence in the executive ranks with Janice Min and Tim Conley both exiting their roles in the last month. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, I guess it's going to be something to try and beat netflix or well, amazon I, I or hulu like, i like the horror show that you can only watch at night like that's <laughs> like oh you think you can be safe during the day ah oh, hell no it's not available 
Well, except that's my thing. It, it wasn't the point of streaming that we could watch whatever we wanted to watch whenever we wanted to watch it, depending on our schedule. And now you're going to go back to restricting when I can watch well, something? See, that's oh. also Steven Spielberg. Spielberg has decided that you can stream, but you're going to have to follow my rules. Like, he does not like the idea of streaming. You should have to watch <laughs> movies in the, in the way that he's deemed the way movies should be watched. You know, and kind I of tangential gone. to that, I heard that there's also <laughs> going to be some new feature. I don't know if it's on Netflix or some other uh, streaming service, but they, there's a deal with certain directors where they're going to put out their movies to only work in the way that they intended to be seen. So, like, you would have to disable or it would automatically disable, like, 120 frames per second. Hmm. Um, so, it, would, it wouldn't have that super smooth, like, um, motion blur reducing thing. And the colors and the saturations and all that would be specified to what it was recommended. I don't know theater. how you would be able to do that. On, it's how they would be able to... With smart TVs, just, it nah, would be something like Even that. with smart TVs, I don't know how they would be able to get that information off your TV. Oh, I'm sure they got... All the information. There's one thing of getting information through the microphone and camera, but going through... <laughs> Your settings? Getting through, yeah, the settings is something else completely. Well, if you don't read the terms and conditions and you just click agree, then you're giving them full power. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's also a thing called VPN. You know, I can get around just about any of those things. <laughs> and piracy. And piracy, there you go. So, uh, yes, um, obviously, streaming is, a, is is the way that we're going. Whether or not it's going to be in the comfort of your home anymore or with whatever comfort they decide you need to have in your home. It's another story. So Quibi, keep an eye out for that. Another streaming service that's going to be coming out here is NBC Universal's streaming service, which they now has a name. It's going to be called Peacock. Because <laughs> okay. NBC Universal. Yeah, Peacock. They are going to have all of the NBC shows that you love, including The Office and Parks and Rec. Those shows are going to be available over there. They're being taken off yep. of Netflix. Uh, last I heard is that the now called Peacock service is was going to be ad with ads, but free. So it you don't have to pay for it, but it's going to have ads. Okay. So you can watch Thirty Rock, uh, Parks and Rec, and 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 The Office, but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna watch it with commercials. Other shows that they're going to have is uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Downton Abbey, Chrisley Knows Best, uh, Bates Motel, Battlestar Galactica, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, anything that you've ever seen have the Universal logo on it. Married with Children. So they're going back far, too. All right. Uh, Let's see. It looks like feature film library titles with the company fold include uh, stuff from Universal DreamWorks, animation, and focus features. So, would the movies have commercials too? I bet you they will. Yeah. Just like when you used to watch a, a movie on TV. That's lame. Yeah, and I, I wonder if that mm-hmm. means they'll be edit, they'll be edited for content. Uh, like, oh. yeah. So, uh, Brokeback Mountain, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Casino, Dallas Buyers Club, Do the Right Thing, Aaron Brockovich. These are all very racy it's, movies. It's be hard to edit. Well, yeah. <laughs> they don't have the same regulations in streaming as you do on live tele like live tele broadcast you're you're absolutely oh, right true. i mean they do still throw like if you're watching on something on netflix it still throws up a tvma or tvpg or what what have you they so, still have the labeling requirements but i don't believe the restrictions are the same hmm. i mean yeah because there's no time restrictions that you're not but it's a free service and it's a free service that's offered up by a network television channel because the whole point of network television was that the government gave networks free air mm-hmm. but you yeah. had to abide by certain rules yeah so but yeah like the whole you can't say certain curse words before 9 a 9 p.m goes out the window because it's streaming you can say who knows when it's going to be 9 p.m yeah so it'll be an intriguing legal question i wonder how somebody's got to have someone's working on it yeah i'm sure sure several hundred people are working on it but so uh and anybody interested in either one of these streaming services coming out uh i guess probably the peacock one i'd be more interested in just because i like the office and parks and rec and married with children (laughs) i definitely want to watch again used to watch that when i was younger Mm -hmm. but 
I'm probably still not going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be as simple as just downloading it because since you don't have to pay for it. A lot of people I hear talk about it. It's it's like, it's just going to be the thing that I turn on while I'm doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have your favorite comedy sitcom on playing on stream Mm -hmm. in the background, but you're also going to get the commercials. John? I had some things to say about it, but they were just going to be really bad jokes, so it's better <laughs> to just move on. Okay. Uh, are you, is anybody at least excited about the new sh- like programming, the, the original programming from Quibi? I mean, does anybody want to watch a Fugitive remake? I'm interested in the horror stuff they're teasing out, but I mean, like, I'm not excited about it. I want to say it'd be like more like, oh, let's see what this is. Check it out later. Okay. I'm guessing the horror stuff sounds more interesting. I don't do horror, so it doesn't appeal to me, but definitely descriptive that's probably going to be the better content. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, the big story. Well, I mean, not the big story. A big story that got out this week that everybody just kind of went crazy about. <laughs> there was a profile on producer Norman Lear on Variety that uh, he was the one of the producers for Princess Bride. And I guess oh. the Sony executive, when he was quoted or talked to about the Princess Bride and Norman Lear, he said, uh, yeah, there's a lot of famous people that want to reboot or remake, I should say, the Princess Bride. And the internet set on fire. <laughs> Hell <laughs> As <no>. it should. <laughs> now... It also should be said that there are no plans at all, anywhere, Sony included, for a reboot, remake of The Princess Bride. It was literally just a dude saying, <laughs> I, people, famous people have come up to me and said they would like to make another Princess Bride. And that was shut down quickly and will never happen again. <laughs> but how many, would you, honestly, if they were to remake The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. would you at least go see it? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. No, I feel like I would stand my ground and not see it till it was freely available. Okay. Because I feel like what makes The Princess Bride so good and why I love it so much is how how it's filmed and how like just crappy it is filmed and the editing mistakes and everything. I feel like that's why I like it. Mm -hmm. And plus it was such a good, I've read the book. It was such a good interpretation of the book. It's like, direct like i'd why like why <laughs> why remake it and who could you or get to fill those roles anyway that would yeah. be my biggest question I, like I, look don't get me wrong princess bride is like my number one favorite movie of all time <laughs> but you can find a blonde haired suave uh top star movie guy to be Wesley, you, the Fezzik might be the most difficult, but you can just go right back to the WWF. That's where they got Andre the Giant. But you'd have to find Paul White could could work. Genuinely quirky, but not make it feel quirky. Yeah. Uh, You know what? You're right. It was lightning in a bottle. It really was. was And was it a success when it was in the theater? I don't think it was. I think that's. I, I think it's a cult classic. It came, I think it's. It, it, I think it's one of those that came out between like other blockbusters. I mm-hmm. think it came out between like Lethal Weapon and Predator and RoboCop. <laughs> it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like it's just one of those just classics. Now you can't remake it. it at least not to attain the level of love that it has now. It, it's just one of those happy accidents that happen to work. I would say you could do something along the same lines. Like you could do like the grandfather telling the sick grandson a story and it's along like the same world or something like that or like the second book, but you can't redo that story. See, I thought Stardust was like in the same vein as Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that to me would be something that they should try to strive for instead, something that's in the spirit of just not, aping it or trying to be a continuation of just make essentially another entry in that same type of fantasy genre mm-hmm. and it might not succeed it might not find its audience until years later and 
you know, that's what happened with the first one. You, you can't just expect to make it, oh, it's, we're going to make it like this that is beloved now and make it have the same success, even though that one didn't have it when it first came out. I'm just saying, <laughs> would, no, you, would you I'm be there? I'm focusing this hate on you now because you brought it up. <laughs> that's fine. You focus that hate on me. I'm just asking, would you be there to watch the movie no, if it came not out? at all. I'd be there. And I would start tweeting about it constantly. <laughs> well, then now you know my hatred for the for Joker. All right. Okay. <laughs> you're wrong about that one. Though. No, you're no, wrong. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, there are no plans. No one has decided to make a remake of Princess Bride. Just know that famous people have come up and talked to the CEO of Sony to, about it. We have gotten more details on Paul Rudd's role in the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters 2020, as it's being called at the moment. Uh, Let me see what it says. It says, a seismologist who's come to this small town because they've been having mysterious earthquakes. That's Paul Rudd's character. (laughs) Uh, He's also added that Rudd's character will be teaching summer school, which is likely how he comes in contact with either Grace's and or Wolfhard's characters. So he's going to be a teacher and a seismologist studying earthquakes. Earthquakes dealing with the supernatural. It's the ley lines. The ley lines. I mean, that is <laughs> kind ghost. of the... That's kind of like the um, uh, synergy word or... what? What's that term? It's the... Buzzword. Buzzword, thank mm-hmm. you. It's the buzzword in Hollywood. It's, it's either ley lines or dark web or, you know... Something else. It's like you hear it in just about every movie now. Yeah. yeah. So. They should call it Ghostbusters Hindsight. Why? Because <laughs> it's 2020. Oh. <laughs> you really are a dad. <laughs> My humor's wasted on her. <laughs> she just has to get older. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And then she'll be able to adequately roll her eyes at you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to move it closer. Okay. You can move the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. It's fixed in place, man. All right. Uh, it, does this make anybody more excited or less excited to go see g- new Ghostbusters movie? More excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. I mean, everybody loves Paul Rudd. I, At least yeah. they should. And I feel like it's definitely a movie he belongs in, too. Yeah. Like, he's definitely a good character to add to the franchise. It's going to be a good showcase of his humor. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited for the movie in general. The This whole idea of earthquakes and ghosts, not really that interesting to me. I wonder if that makes, the, makes it going to be that he's going to be one of the new Ghostbusters, though. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because we also got Dan Aykroyd coming on when he was on, what, Joe Rogan's podcast this week? Yeah. Said that he is... He is confirmed that he's he's uh, signed on to be in the movie. So uh, yeah, I'm just excited about this movie. I think that you, what you're going to get is a lot of the old uh, Ghostbusters just dying off, quitting, doing whatever they can, and then uh, definitely having Paul Rudd and maybe whoever else joining in on on the, the the squad so to speak i was kind of hoping that he was going to play um Bankman's son or something because he kind of has that smarmy he does have that smarmy look. yeah you're right uh i don't know he could be Bankman's son um what was it dan Arkoid said that uh bill murray hadn't signed on for it yet and most likely he won't he's always been the odd one out but he showed up for ghostbusters paul feig Oh, uh, if you know about the behind-the-scenes stuff about that, like he in the Sony emails, there was detailed notes about how they were threatening to sue him if he didn't do it. I mean, it it showed he really didn't want to be there. Yeah, no, it was awful. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Dur- Ernie Ernie Hudson also confirmed oh, that he was going to be he's, back. He's been wanting to do it forever. Oh like, yeah, he actually does conventions dressed up as the character. Well, I've as, been I've seen him at conventions. He's not dressed as the character. He He's did dress as the character for that Cameo video, though. Have you heard about Cameo? Uh-uh. So it's a service that you can get on, and you and if a celebrity or whoever has... Um, well, essentially, it's what the Fire app was supposed to be, the one that, that's part of the Fire Festival thing. Like, a celebrity could put their name in there, and then, like, you put in so much money, and you can get them to record a personal message for you or something like that. 
Wow. So he's doing essentially what he really is doing at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2? Correct. <laughs> yes. Doing children's parties, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in the video uh, that someone's wife paid for him to give him a happy birthday like message to, like he goes on for quite a bit and he talks about... And I'm I can't wait to see you at uh, or when you get to come see us for Ghostbusters 2020. I'll be there and blah 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 and just like okay. <laughs> and he's wearing his Zedimore uniform and stuff like that. So that made me cringe a little. It 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 was hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Uh-huh. You know, I really feel like they should have on that app. They should have the same thing that uh, like Snapchat hats, where you you can't record or if you record off of it it should warn the system or something like that because I doubt those stars really want that to be out. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm making some extra money, but please don't make me look like an idiot. (laughs) Like those Japanese commercials. Yes. That they used to do in secret, but now with the internet, we all get to know about. Yeah. But there's all still out there. So you can always watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up like a genie. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Um, I think that's uh, is that all I have? Yeah, that's all I have for for news wise. Oh, so so yeah. week. Yeah, it's uh, just get right into the episode. Joining of unlike things. So this is episode four. How are we feeling before getting into the rest of the episode? Now after we've we've hit we've hit the the halfway mark, we're we're on the downward slope, so to speak, of <laughs> till the end of the season because there's only six episodes. I I believe. Wasn't it eight? I think there's eight. Is it eight? Yeah. Okay, so it's eight episodes. We're at the halfway mark. Yeah. Um, how's everybody feeling? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I felt like the production design, especially the makeup and hair, changed in this one. Like, everybody looked different to me. Like, the first thing I noticed was uh, uh, the guy, Orlando Bloom's... Philo? Philo. Philo's hair looking different like i was like it didn't look the same to me but maybe it's because he wasn't wearing his hat as yeah, much that could be it. he looked wet a lot more in this episode and then, it was really it was a dark rainy yeah. episode so everything was filmed is that what it was dark yeah, yeah. But i think then, the whole episode was in the night wasn't it because i don't think you saw the sun till the end mm, i think the part when he goes to see the witch was during the day yeah, he was oh, walking yeah. around the town um just gloomy looking and vignette like she had a lot of makeup on I don't know if that's because she's now part of that gang and needs to look different, but it just seemed like she had a lot more makeup on. Anybody else notice that? No, just me. I watched it on my phone. I didn't really get a lot of those tiny details. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it in the early morning. <laughs> Which is probably where Steven Spielberg is coming from with all the streaming stuff. Thank you, people are watching my shit on phones. <laughs> so, uh, okay. What, what, what did you think, John? What, how did you feel about the episode Mm, i still maintain that i don't like the political side of it with the um the uh the the two heads of state there that are like warring with each other with thinking that he's got his son and so on Um, but it took an interesting turn at the very end if we're going to kind of jump out of order sure um the when they find the son finally and the wife is uh, like, what's the wife doing? What's her game here? Like, she's pulling some big strings and she's causing innocent people to die. For what purpose? So, I loved this one part. Because, yes, at the very end of the episode, Longmere? Long, long buyer? Yeah. I don't remember how, I don't know how you say it. Longaburger. Sure. The, <laughs> the one that's opposing yeah. the, the guy that we are following. Um, he, ends up, he ends up dead. And it's by the hand of the wife. The mom of the person that got kidnapped, who she's the one that kidnapped him. However, like, uh, right before he gets picked up by the cops, in quotes, because they're not cops, I don't know exactly what they're called. Like, they're guardsmen. They're the, it, was, it was the Capitol Police. Capitol yeah. Police, sure. Um, the, the one bit of information we get about him, the, of his personal life, is that he's obviously been abusing his daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, well, now we're okay with him getting beat to crap and, <laughs> and getting killed. Like, we hadn't, if they hadn't included that scene, if the cops just walked into his house, grabbed him, and br- brought him back, and they started torturing him, we've been like, 
what's going on here? This is not cool. But now more people are like, okay, this is okay. Well, he's, he's also shit. a racist too. I mean, he's against... I mean, You're true. Against, but true. I mean, half of London are... Well, probably more than half of London in this <laughs> place are racist. So yeah. Is, yeah, you needed to add a little bit more evil onto him. Be like, oh, he doesn't let his daughter have an education and he grabs her hair roughly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to the point where yeah. as he's walking up, she's grabbing a knife ready to yeah, stab him like- because... <laughs> He's done something to him, be- oh, do- something yeah. to her before, and the dog instantly is like, "I don't know." Yeah, yeah. She keeps a dog around to, to fend yeah. off his, her father. That's ugh. so we're okay. <laughs> he, he, that he can bastard die. can die. He can die. <laughs> go on, Sophie. Go, go to your college. But what, yeah, does, does that mean she's just going to go straight to college now? Is is or is that the last we saw of her? Of I, well, that was my. They gave such like an interesting background to her because I guess it was implied like she was of Egyptian descent or something. Yeah. Like her mother was Egyptian or somewhere along the lines, whatever it is in this dimension, and she wants to like go explore and find her ancestors. Like such a good background. You're like, oh, I like this character, and then it's like, is that gonna be the last of her though? Is that is all she being used for is to show that her father's an asshole? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that's what's gonna happen. I mean, there could be. Something along the lines of like she gets his seat now or something. But, in uh, this in this time period, she wouldn't receive his seat. However, whoever her guardian will become, because that's the way it works in in mm-hmm. the time period that they're trying to play off. They're of, trying she to would, emulate. She would need a male guardian. Um, so whoever that is, she may come to play a bigger role, like the chancellor's wife does, in terms of actually yeah. pulling the power strings and solidifying his chancellorship because she just got rid of his biggest opponent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, so it really feels... I feel like his wife, I feel like she is some sort of magical being, too. I feel like she's a witch or something because, like, he would be so strong and be like, I'm going to be like this. I'm not going to pull my hand. I'm not going to, like, come out during parliament and say that he has my son, whatever. And then she'll be in the room, like, watching him or something. And then he'd just snap and the, the same thing when he was trying to beat him up and stuff. I was like, is she influencing him to go insane? Like, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I mean, she's so. obviously friends with the witch that we saw cut open the bear. Yeah, like, is the witch her friend or is the witch her relative? Like, is That's yeah. a good question. I can see that. And then, yes, when the son finally comes home and he's hugging his father and he all he hears is his mother's footsteps coming up. He's putting two and two together of, oh, fuck, those are the same footsteps that I heard when I was being held captive, which his captivity wasn't even that bad. He just had to stay, stay with his feet in the pool and a bag over but his head. But he was naked. He was already he naked. Was the indecency shamed. of it all. <laughs> but that Wet, was a great scene. Naked, I love how they, cold. they correlate the footsteps and he like, says, wait a minute. I mean... Would you be able to put that together, though? I mean, shouldn't a lot of women be wearing heels? Yeah, a lot of women would be wearing the same heels. My other problem with it was, like, when she was stepping in the bathhouse, she was stepping on a different floor with different acoustics. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it's different than stepping on wood and wear heels all the time they don't make the same noise and that's that's my biggest problem with this show is that it takes a lot of the laziest ways to do things like they could have come with with a million other ways to show us that he's putting two and two together but they picked a way that doesn't that halfway doesn't explain it and the the other thing is like why would a son ever think his mother did it exactly like why would he ever think that i mean unless they're gonna fill us in with another you know flashback episode where he's putting all these bad things that his mother's done together and be like oh maybe that's why i got into that good school or maybe that's why i got this that apprenticeship or something like that i don't think we're gonna do that though i don't know so yeah uh the chancellor you know whatever so i mean essentially he's just fighting for equal rights for fey people is that what the chancellor's doing? Yeah, voting rights and this, essentially, or he's he's the liberal side basically. Right. So. I was to say he was accused of yeah. wanting to get them voting rights. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like our own politics. Or it's like <laughs> the extreme of any side, whether or not he actually wants that. So yeah. that means his biggest opponent is gone. She's or he's going to get to his way. What what does what does the wife get out of this? I mean, it sounds like she wants to push that progressive agenda, but mm. for what purpose? Like, I still don't understand what her end game is in this. And I get that it's obviously building up that tease and we're going to get more information. It just seems like it kind of came out of nowhere. 
um, you know, even to the point where she's willing to kill a guy. I mean, it was bad enough when she was letting willing to let an innocent bear die for for nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now, like, she killed this dude. We thought who, that was gonna be the first they went. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like here she's killing somebody who. I mean, if we knew nothing about him, it just looked like a you know a murder for no reason. Then it's still pretty bad. I mean, this guy didn't get his due process. It's just he, he didn't get any kind of comeuppance. It was just plain and simple murder. So for what? What what is the the game that she's playing? Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, but power over what? Her only option for for authority for power to stay in the position she's in and continue the life she has lived in stature, in wealth, and is t- for her husband to remain a chancellor, and because she's never going to be able to have that kind of seat. So she has to solidify his power because that's the only way she solidifies her own. Okay. Yep. All right. I mean, I guess if you have a a bunch of fae on your side, you know, willing to do whatever it is that needs to be done so, so that they can stay around, uh, that's a good thing too. Uh, okay, so speaking of the witch, we got to see more of her uh, as Philo went to talk to her. Uh, yeah. We find out what the big creature could be because the, the episode starts out with the, the the creature that we saw take the the singing fae and destroy her and it ate her liver yes. is that what it was her liver was missing. her liver was missing. missing okay um we were given the term a dark asher which essentially is a flesh golem put together by many dead things uh he wants to learn more about that he brings a fish and a weasel Mole rat. Mole rat, thank you. Uh, to the witch and says, here, make me a dark asher. She's like, oh, you know about these things, huh? Well, apparently you don't know enough about these things. Because she straight up Bill Cosby's him. And blows some dust in his face. And he's like, what's going on? She's like, well, I need some seed if we're going to be making this thing. I need all creation. <laughs> need the seed. <laughs> Uh, she, I don't know if she makes herself look like a vignette or just makes it so that he's hallucinating to see whatever he wants to see. But vignette shows up in his hallucination. And then I think it's meant to be implied that whatever will help him get it there. Okay. Know, inspire that seed to come forth. Well, she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> he's He starts to buckle his pants back up and freak the fuck out. And <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell happened. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take a couple of days. It's going to take a couple of days. Also, it's kind of interesting that she said that once you make something like this, that it stays like connected to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially um, since it's because it's using your seat. Yeah. So that already is implying a lot of interesting things about what's going to be happening, what this other creature is, who's controlling it, and so on. So so that, that's, that brings up a question. Who do we think is controlling this, the one that's already killing things? Well, if oh. it if it takes C, then it has to be a guy, right? Yeah. So, because distracting a, an egg is not as easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no. know how you. No. Can no. you? Can you? I don't, pull I don't an think egg they out? can do that yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can <laughs> with a lot of serious medical equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but they have magic. You can do, you can do it with <laughs> they that. Have magic. Is, 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 there magic. A, is there an opposite of a turkey baster that can? Mm. I mean, that's, mm. Turkey baster, a turkey baster sucks too. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's probably the least gross analogy. I don't like. Maybe there is some magical potion you can take. Yeah, but I'm all about timing. Well, I guess I guess it could also be like an unwilling donation if you just cut it out of somebody. Yeah, but if even oh, you're talking about the eggs still. I'm I'm talking about so if if we assume it's a man. Oh, go ahead. Say, but if they were to cut it out, then she would die, and then the Asher wouldn't work because it's it, there's no master, yeah. unless there's a blood relation or a twin. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. that's very it's just harder for women to <laughs> <laughs> all not, around not, for everything, all around. Not, not impossible, just harder. <laughs> uh, okay, but assuming that it's another man because you need the <laughs> male seed, do we have any suspects at this point? I would, I would have said the long bear dude or long whatever his name is that just died uh but i don't think he messes with magic stuff though no because that wouldn't the whole fit his no, persona there's many times when people were against something they use it to this is true yeah. i mean that's fair i mean last last episode we had the fae who were part of the pact so i guess exactly yeah um 
But yeah, no one comes to mind that I could be like, oh yeah, like they, I could see the foreshadowing already. Usually, if so, they were playing up something like that, you would have seen some hints about it since at least the first episode, and then you start putting things together. If this is one of those where we haven't even met the main antagonist yet, I'm gonna be so pissed. I mean, that's it, it would be different for this show because everything else they've kind of foreshadowed. <laughs> oh yeah, they've just been like, okay, here's the the hints for you. Beep 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 hint. <laughs> I, I mean, it could be the werewolf guy that's currently in jail, I guess. Um, could be, but why would they be attacking Faye with it? Uh, see, that's where the interesting thing comes in, because it's Faye and, I mean, this episode's I thought that the, the the guy that was watching over the orphans was a Faye, too. Was I he know, not? He seemed pretty human. No, no he was a guy, because me, yeah. at the and he was Philo's, That was Philo's orphanage. Oh, yeah. At the mortuary, they had. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's why he said hi. And then I, it, I only really know it because it says in the description that a man from Philo's orphanage or whatever dies or something. But he says hi to one of the attendants, the, the other mm. head of the orphanages. Okay, which, so yeah, I didn't catch that it was his orphanage. Now Neither that opens I. up. Yeah. Some and then possibilities. I also noticed it wasn't called an orphanage; it was called a house of foundlings. So we're getting another new language different thing to make it oh it is a different dimension the, they're, the they're foundlings, foundlings. <laughs> yeah. those are the ones that couldn't become part of ones but yeah I, t- I took that he was human <laughs> okay so what were you gonna say so I, I mean so you've got it's not just attacking fey folk it's not just attacking so it's got but I almost wonder if those attacks aren't necessarily it's purpose but more just an unfortunate externality. Like, go ahead, go eat whatever livers you need to eat to get me what I need to get. Well, the the fairy that was in the... Uh, well, the singer fairy. The one that was on the shore. That mm-hmm. seemed like that could have been like, okay, it was just a, a victim of proximity. Yeah. But the orphanage guy or foundling guy seems like it was directed. And I would wonder if it was some kind of revenge attack. If this is one of those situations where, you know, somebody makes like a monster for purposes of revenge. Um, And this would go back to my previous theory that maybe Philo was human, but they were trying to make him some kind of living golem by grafting wings on him. And that's why he has those scars. Okay. As opposed to being born a halfling and they just cut him off of him. So maybe somebody out there is an even bigger victim. Um, and it's essentially trying to get back now at people that have wronged him. And so some of these murders might be just, uh, you know, murders out of necessity and others are directed. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, at this point, I would say, yeah, just anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. but it could be I, anything. I would be really intrigued to see if, um, I can't remember his name, the puck who lives across from the blonde in the big house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he showed up about the same time that the monster appears. Okay. Um, Stephen has taken to calling him Mr. Lando Calrissian <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that you're you're not wrong. The 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 timing of both the ri- the arrival of both has as is quite interesting. But we it call was Pando Calrissian. Sure, because he's a pan. Yes, mm-hmm. got it. Because I'm not very clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the show didn't use that name. <laughs> um, but uh, it's also around the time that like vignette ship crashes, uh, crashes yeah. in. So I mean that could have been something else too. Yeah, although. He does, I mean, he's somehow had great success and is continuing to have great success. And we don't get any backstory about what his success is in. I, I wait, did, am I, um, did, did I imagine it that he inherited all of his money from a, a, a human that he used to work for? That's what I thought from one of the previous episodes. But I think we were both corrected on that, that it hasn't been revealed yet. Oh. Yeah, because okay. I thought that he worked for like a doctor or something, and they he left him all his money. But they're like, no, it was something else. I was like, oh, okay, well then I misheard it. And well, then because this yeah, this ahead. episode mentioned that he had a past another town that he like did things to get higher in the society for, but didn't like that town free something Fremont or something. The like that. pact had come; it was making its way towards there, so he decided to get out. Oh, was that it? 
But I feel like it was implied that he did something yeah. there to climb there. And then, well, he's, so. de- he's definitely a man of opportunity, though. This <laughs> is so. so true. So, yes, in, in his, in Imogen? Yeah, mm-hmm. Imogen's, yeah. Imogen's part of the One story. <laughs> uh, Imogen comes up with the idea that, hey, I'm going to swindle this pan out of his money because he's obviously a dumb puck and uh, get him to come over and give us money so that I don't, so my brother doesn't have to take a loan out with a bank. Her first move is to have the have him invited over, but he has to use the service entrance mm-hmm. and not the, the main entrance because the main entrance will be in renovation. It's being painted, and I loved the, the way she went out of her way to yeah. make it look like it was being painted, but with no workers in there and and nothing over the nothing draped over stuff that they wouldn't want paint on. Yeah. So when he puts two and two together as, as they're having tea, he thinks that it's more of a uh, you're trying to troll me, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, make, make it a joke, make uh, it's something that you can laugh about with the rest of your high society people. And, uh, that you pull one over on the, on the poor sp- or the poor puck or whatever. Yeah. He later finds out from his servant who's talks to the servants of other houses that, um, she needs money. They, they all need mm-hmm. her and her brother need money. Her brother's out looking for loans, which aren't coming. And uh, he then comes up with his own plans. I guess it's more to unite the two houses. He can get their standing in high society. And mm-hmm. They can get her his money. Yep. And uh, the first thing, though, is that he has to. Allow, she has to let him come in through the front door. Beginning of a beautiful friendship or a great partnership. What do we? I mean, is she, is is he going to get the racist out of her with money? <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a situation, just an opportunity that's popping up for them. So I think they're going to use each other. But I think they're each going to, especially uh, Imogen, is going to think that she's always had something like over him or um, like has the upper hand. And I think she's going to be very wrong about that. Where this is going to blow up in her face and she's going to probably like become discredited because she's associating with the puck. Um, and I think he's going to come out on top overall, just in general. I mean, he will always have his money. She could very easily lose her standing in high society. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. I'd love for like him to offer her his like you know marriage, uh-huh. and she'd mm-hmm. be like, "Damn it, okay." <laughs> I love money so yes. much. <laughs> I mean, I think that's going to be the proposal. Yeah. I think so too. I think that's the it gets him legitimacy and gives her mm-hmm. money. Yep. Um, whether or not they can legally get married, though. Ooh. Actually, because... Yeah. I mean, I assume if he's allowed to owe property, he has enough money that he's allowed to uh, I mean, that's marry basically a human. women in this time frame, right? This is correct. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, well, I mean, because... I mean, when Philo talks about having his wings taken off, mm-hmm. it wasn't that he wasn't allowed to exist... Mm-hmm. It was just that he would never have some place to feel like, like home. home. Yeah. So hmm. I get the impression that it's not illegal. It's just Frowned not upon. proper. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly, I mean, they haven't gotten to that part. We got yeah. to find out well, what I'm it is that they're going to do. Whether or not it would be a government binding marriage over mm-hmm. like right. a marriage of, you know, like, how we were in the past with homosexuality. Like, yeah, you could technically get married in a church that accepted you, but you weren't married legally. Contractly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't legally binding is more my curiosity with it. That would be like, yeah, you can, you can, you can always get married. You can always do a ceremony. But whether the government yeah. will recognize it or not. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm curious. I, I guess about. that's what, uh, the chancellor's fighting for. Yeah. So hopefully this will be their the first one. This will be the postcard one, the one that they use on the the brochures. Like, look, here in the Berg, you can marry a fay. There's no opposition to it now, so it should just go right through. It, there you go. So, uh, okay, uh, who else do we have? What what other storylines did we we follow in this episode? There's mm. a narc in the uh, fay underground. That's right. So vignettes new gang that she's a part of the Ravens. Yes, Black Ravens. The Black, Black Ravens. Raven, yeah, uh, 
you think that she's going to be, you know, all for all okay because she stole the 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 flag, the police flag, and or the police banner, and now mm-hmm. she's part of the gang and everything's hunky dory. But nope, uh, there is an informant in in their in their midst. And the mm-hmm. first rule of Black Ravens is you don't talk to the police, <laughs> apparently. So um, and he's not just talking to any police. Oh, the oh, yeah. the guy that introduces her or like brings her into the room. Yeah, the one that they eventually see that that to me I got lost in that. Did he act, was he actually the informant? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Philo end. told her yes. the yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, and I love that reaction that he had <laughs> when um, he found out that he had to give away his his uh, inside guy, and he was just like, "Fuck." <laughs> like, <laughs> Like damn it, this screws up so many. But was that Philo's there. inside guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I missed all of that. Because he, when he has him in the interrogation room, he's asking him questions, but the dude's not giving him information. He ended up giving him information. He gave him a fair amount of information. That's generally how informants work. No. You don't. You can't give. No, you can't give everything because you also have to protect your back. So you try to give things that. And he didn't just let him go, too. He come says, back to you. you know, like, you still have to stay in here for a few hours because, you know, you don't want to make it look like it got that easy. Yeah. He yeah. Said, There's still, like, a role to play with the whole, you know, good cop, bad cop situation. Okay. But, yeah, he definitely was like, okay, I have to choose between the life of, it, you know, uh, Vignette and this guy. And he's just like, damn it. And it looks like, he, you know, he definitely goes out of his way for Vignette a lot. Oh, he loved her. Yeah. He, I would argue that he, he still, still does. He still loves her. Fair. And that actually brought up, we didn't really mention it because in the last episode, uh, we only kind of focused on them being in, in the, the fairy wood area. Mm-hmm. But it ended with them having one final scene in the Burge in current time. And, you know, he's basically like, you know, like this would never have worked. And she was like, you don't know that. And then he's kind of looking like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it could have worked. And so, like, this whole episode was kind of him, I guess, kind of dealing with that. There's a scene where he talks to um, to Tourmaline. Is that her mm-hmm. name? Sure. And because, yeah. you know, she goes to him for help because of the whole vignette thing. And he at some point says, hey, like, you know, getting out of her life was your idea. And she was like, yeah, but, like, make it a clean break. Don't fake your death. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> say fake your death, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, so... It sounds like he didn't really have a, a, a good, clear, honest way to, to conduct that. Um, and I think it's possibly because he didn't want to. Yeah. Like, knowing that, you know, if, if mm-hmm. she knew he was still out there and just rejected her, like, that was something he couldn't really handle either. So it was more of, like, let's just pretend like this never happened and get out of here. But, obviously, he still thinks about her, still cares about her, paid her uh, release fee, whatever that was, which mm-hmm. I was like they mentioned the amount of like fifty thousand. I'm assuming that's pounds, and in that time frame, that would have been like a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, like he definitely still has it in for her, and obviously, if it comes between choosing the life of one person and her, he's going to choose her. So he's just dealing with what exactly it is that he feels. He's still kind of saying we still wouldn't have worked out, but I'm still trying to save you at every chance that I get because. I want you to be okay, I guess. And I was like, well, what is it? You know, do you want her to be okay or or what? Because I feel like he could have made this problem go away if he just let her get killed. Mm. Mm. Uh, and he does seem to try and a second attempt at a clean break by giving her back her mm-hmm. braid. Yeah. Or whatever her little, it is. I give true. this to my, the man who takes I was like, my I don't deserve thing. this here. Have it back. Yeah. Um, and then he starts dating the landlady yeah, or whatever yeah, at the he, end. He, and I'm like, you poor girl. I, <laughs> like, love, I love that exchange where I was like, you know what? I've never properly taken you out. I was like, oh, he wants to make his side chick his main one now. Yeah. That poor girl. Is that his side chick though? <laughs> oh, kind of. Because yeah. he, he yeah, doesn't care well, for her. Well, he's still, I mean, to get the seed, he didn't see. <laughs> this is true. I mean, but it's vignette. not like he, him and Vignette are da- dating. No, but, but that's where his heart is. Yeah. Yeah. He's settling he, for. Yeah. He still, he loves her to the point of thinking she doesn't deserve or he doesn't deserve her. That's what it is. His whole life is shame. 
shame, shame, shame from childhood, <laughs> having his wings cut off or whatever his past is, not knowing what his past is, knowing that he's done bad things. Um, so he feels like he doesn't deserve vignette. He doesn't deserve love. It's one of those cliches. And so he's going to do everything to make vignette hate him. That's what I think it actually is. And but another thing you mentioned is like how he threw like money to pay off her debts. I just and then he also mentioned to the witch that he would I'll pay you anything if you make me this whatever mole fish thing. Where's his money coming from? <laughs> well, that's I, a ridiculous amount of money for an inspector. Yeah, he's throwing that around like yeah. willy nilly. Although he was an officer in the army in wartime, and you don't spend a lot <laughs> if yeah, you're not. You, you don't, but you also probably don't make that much they made a comment uh when he paid off the amount to the sperm roses you know it's like that's an awful lot of money for someone on a police uh he also didn't pay that though didn't he well he he gave him the check and then the guy he asked well why did she leave and then he said yeah that's what i thought and he ripped the check up in his face never have had the money (laughs) exactly all right i assume that he had it so if he didn't pay it maybe that's he just that's a lucky break there, yeah. but true. I assumed he had it to begin with. He probably did. I don't know. You're you're right. Where does he get his money from? Maybe he's gonna do that with the witch too. He was like, "I'll pay you any amount." And then at the end, take the check back. Like, <laughs> just kidding. I don't think you should do that to witches, though. No, no probably. Not. Although she didn't ask for payment of the monetary kind. Yeah, <laughs> she just wanted true. a bit of fun time. <laughs> she might be running a seed bank. You don't know about. Uh, I mean, maybe she's creating more dark hashers. <laughs> Uh, but so, yeah, so, um, uh, at one point Philo stops Vignette to talk to her in the street. Another one of the Ravens, dark Ravens sees this and is like, Hey, she's the informant. She's the one that's telling him. Cause I saw her talking to a cop in the middle of the street in the day, in the broad daylight. And she's like, that's, he's an old flame. That's, that's nothing. I didn't tell him anything. Uh, then they said, well, then you need to find whoever it really is and kill that person or else we're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So as it comes to be the dark-haired, suave-looking guy that's actually the informant to Philo, which, weird coincidence that it ends up being Philo's informant. I was supposed to look it up, and I totally forgot, but every time I saw that dude, I'm like, I kept thinking in my head, this guy totally looks like one of... Um, Khaleesi's Dothraki blood writers for some reason. Yeah, kind of does. That same face. He's yeah. pretty gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not gonna go there, but yeah, he just has that look of like I know I've seen this guy before, and he looks like he was probably on Game of Thrones or something. Probably. Just a little Probably's. side note. <laughs> um, yeah. So that part again, you know, when Tourmaline finds the information of who's really the narc, you know, she shares that with Vignette. Vignette's like, okay, I know who it is. And then the leader says, all right, well, now you have to go kill him. You know, show us that you're devoted. It's either your life or his and bring back his wings, um, which brought me some flashbacks to the Maleficent movie. And then, Mm. you know, she confronts him. And rather than just taking him out, she still has to make it all dramatic and be like, oh, I'm going to stab you, basically. And they start having an aerial battle. They land in the middle of. I don't know where. I mean, they flew a distance. Why? And why would you? Why did she let him run? Like I didn't I know exactly why. Because she's never killed her own kind before. So I think what she was doing is, I'm going to give him a chance to kill me. I think that was her sort of how I can morally do this. Is it becomes my life? It becomes him. my life or his. Yeah, that's why she did it. Okay, but the the plot hole there again with. Philo being like the ever vigilant ex-lover, he happened to be at the right place at the right time. And there's no way that they could have planned that. Like, they might have been able to plan that though. To like that like, flight looked a little mm-hmm. too chaotic. Like he would have had to have known that she was gonna try to lure him to that place and they're not even communicating with each other. Well, I assume that since he's an inspector and he knows the the face so well he probably knows where the black ravens kill their people because it was the same the spot she takes him to was the same spot that the leader chick killed ren through ren off the yeah through the it's the same exact spot so he probably was watching that building so they just kind of kept an and eye on them they, and they're not quiet flyers so yeah that's what i'm figuring is that he ran or took a carriage or something to that location like like he knew vignette was gonna have to like i feel like he predicted what would happen so I guess. He is kind of smart. It seems lazy to me, but 
Yeah. Oh, then, I already said that about all the writing on the show. <laughs> <It seems good. laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, I guess right before, because uh, eventually he overpowered her and he's about to kill her. But then mm-hmm. Philo is at the right place at the right time, shoots him, yeah. saves her life. And she gets to go back to the Black Ravens with the wings and be like, okay, well, here it is. He's dead. And they promoted her to now being like the bookkeeper. Well, it's whatever his job was. Yeah. yeah. So like he had he had a certain area that he had to go collect money for. She you now has to collect the money from that area. Yeah. I mean, Just like any organized bot. That's how you move up. Yeah. So. I want to see what the uh, the fish mole rat's gonna look like. Oh yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that <laughs> little like pet thing. That's what I was wondering. Is that is the fish mole rat thing going to just be a fish mole rat or is it going to just is it going to be bigger because it's going to start as a fish mole rat thing but it's just like it's it's supernatural it's just a big huge supernatural thing like it's you can put any two dead things together and it becomes mm, i don't think no. so because what they were describing is seeing the different parts of hooves and things suggest much larger creatures yeah i i think they probably stay the same size as they were in life yeah he just chose small things because he's like um something i can control if this gets out of hand i need i need a mole fish i think he just wanted to see that it works yeah Yeah. so it's like this is just a couple of things i found here make this and she's like all right i'm gonna come back in a couple Mm -hmm. of days and um you know this will be your your son essentially (laughs) yeah um which makes me wonder like, how do you destroy one of those? Because she definitely made it sound like, like this is going to be your responsibility now for life, is how she made it sound. I'm guessing yeah. if you have to kill the person that's responsible yeah, for owner. it. Yeah, so. Which is why I don't think that the um, main enemy of the Chancellor, Longbeard, Longbeard or whatever it was, yeah, is the master because otherwise the monster would be gone. He's been killed. Right. Yeah. So that leaves the Chancellor possibility i don't think so no. i don't think he'd be delving into the dark arts because he's definitely seen very wary of the witch in the first place the other yeah. one you threw out that it could be philo's commanding officer the one that turns into a world or did you throw that out? i threw that out oh. there just as it looks like sense. i don't know who else it could be like <laughs> sure him why not but i think he's going to come into play in how to defeat the oh yeah the dark asher the dark asher because you need someone that's of magical descent or has been tainted somehow Maybe. Do we find out if he is uh, imprisoned only during the full moon or just all the time? I don't think he's in prison. I think he's in a mental institution Mm. or their equivalent of insane asylum. Yeah. Just kind of what they had with the Wolfman with the Vinicio del Toro. It was like they had him in an asylum. Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, any any further predictions going forward in the show? I don't have quite any predictions i did notice we got like a little bit more background into fey lore though they kept on referencing saint titania mm. and titania actually is like in our lore an actual fairy queen yeah. so and i found that interesting they called her saint over queen though mm. to that point i noticed they make a lot of references on the human side to a martyr and i was like mm. well the most famous martyr in western culture is jesus i was like i wonder if there's an analog or if it really is him and they just refer to him as that instead of you know the more usual titles right yeah i want i made me think of i wonder if there's if oberon is going to be something that they mention too as if they're mentoring titania yeah so. yeah uh, that would be interesting arrow king <laughs> i don't know uh huh? any any anything else any other insights that we missed um, if it was that easy to make dark ashers, I feel like I'd have an army of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Your socks aren't dead, <laughs> aren't they? Though no, <laughs> I mean they're probably coming to life. <laughs> <laughs> they're full of life. Now. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it seems like it, it. If it's that easy to make, though, they would there would just be more of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, just by accident, like somebody would be like, "Oh, I brought this thing to life now." Didn't mean to. Well, I'm sure <laughs> that the witch has to do more things. Than yeah, just yeah. Get the seed. <laughs> uh, don't ruin this for me, Mitch. I want to believe. See, but I I think because there are so few who actually know about it, because mm-hmm. he had to go to the holy. Yeah. the holy lady to even hear about it it wasn't something that was just 
general knowledge. Right. Because I feel like he spends enough time with fae folk that if it were just general knowledge... He would have known about it. He would have known about it. Well, I think he talks even to his informant about it, and his informant's like, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like, So I feel like it's one of those not many people know to begin with, which is why you don't have as many of them, and two, it's seen as so taboo. It's kind of like one of those... Yeah, I did like that aspect, how they basically have like the holy people, but you also have the witch people within the phase. Right. So mm-hmm. there's there's the, the polars ends there of the, the magical spectrum. That's kind of cool. So maybe maybe you'll need holy power to defeat the Dark Asher. <laughs> maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, all right. If you had some more insight on this episode and you want us to hear about it, or if you really want to see a remake of Princess Bride, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, why of- are you evil if you do <laughs> <laughs> Get a hold of me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M-G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. John is also on Twitter at... I'm at Magic Bollocks. Uh, Jessica can be found on Twitter at... J.M. Bailey writes. The Stephen can be found on his social media as Peppermint Gent or Pemple- Peppermint Gentleman. Uh, Elizabeth? Nope. <laughs> Nothing. You want to talk to her or anybody else on Geek Elite Media, you can track us down on Twitter at, at Geek Elite Media, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out uh, our website, geekelitemedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.